Hey everyone, it's Tony and Cheryl, and welcome to this Wednesday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. Wow, I'm not even going to have to edit out the gap on that one. I know, That was good. excellent. Thanks. How are you? I'm pretty good. Excellent. Yeah. You look good, you smell good. Thank you, thank you. I showered okay. today. Nice. All right, uh, let's start with the Disney Parks blog. Um, it's been around now for 11 years, giving us useless stories all that time. And marketing. Merchandising. Yes. Yep. Um, yeah, t- today Disney's uh, Parks blog celebrates 11 years of storytelling. Um, they've offered some free wallpapers. And, you know, uh, they've really taken a uh, front seat during this whole pandemic with uh, the way they've done a lot of the um, special things like stories from the parks and Disney's magic moments. And now they've created the Halloween pages. And It's true. Honestly, I kid, but... Um during, especially during the times when the park were, parks were closed, it was sort of one of the only things that kept you connected to Disney, and you know, it was nice to have something there. Yes, it was. All right. Um, Vero Beach, uh, that's uh, Disney's beach resort that's located in Vero Beach, Florida, is celebrating 25 years. That's right. Uh, Disney's Vero Beach Vacation Club was their first beach, uh, beach club on Florida's scenic Treasure Coast. Um, happy 25 years. Uh, we've not had the opportunity to go yet. But, I hear it's uh, pretty, but, but there's, there's not nothing there. by it. Yeah. So, uh, it's not like you go and you don't need a car. Right. Well, maybe, maybe one day. We'll, yeah, we'll definitely one day. Um, also one day I'd like to go to Tokyo Disney and there are some new experiences there that opened on, uh, Monday. That's right. We spoke about them uh, a couple times last week. Um, but it's the largest expansion in the history of Tokyo Disneyland Park. And uh, they've opened up uh, the Enchanted Tale of Beauty and the Beast, Inside Beast's Castle, which is an animatronic uh, version of the Beauty and the Beast story. Uh, the nice thing is the you board Enchanted Serving Dishes. <laughs> Cute. And uh, go through that ride. Happy Ride with Baymax, which is uh, a spinner ride, has opened. Uh, that includes six new songs. And then we've got Mini Style Studio, which is uh, where guests get to see how Minnie creates some of her different fashion creations. <laughs> it also happens to be the place of a meet and greet. Cute. So fun times in Tokyo Disney. Disney Very nice. From the Disney Magic Moments page, there is a recipe from Topolino's Terrace. That's located at the Riviera Resort. That's right. Um it's funny because it's listed as being from Topolino Terrace, Flavors of the Riviera at Disney's Riviera Resort, a Disney Vacation <laughs> Club property. Wow. That is the longest name ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do have a recipe in the Parks blog this week for their warm chocolate cake with molten raspberry caramel center. Um, I know Cheryl does not like the fact that a lot of times these recipes are, you know, mix this. Yeah. Like mix, mix Chex Mix with M&M's. Oh, you've got party mix. Right. Uh, this is an actual... Uh, actual recipe that involves uh, sharp objects and hot content. I like that. Two, two of my favorite things. Nice. Do you, you think, know, well, is, does it look complicated? Uh, well, you know, it's a cake batter and a caramel center. How, how tough can that be? Well, it's not the mixing of the ingredients part, as we know. It's the, like, putting it together. Like, how do you, and cake batter, okay. Doesn't look that hard. Maybe we'll make those. Sure, we'll give it a shot and let everybody know how it goes. Yeah. Do you know what my uh, favorite hot content is? Aw, too sweet. All right, Uh, Disney Family Game Night. They had done that um, a while ago, more in pandemic times, but it's actually going to be returning this Friday. Yeah, it was uh, like a month ago. Was it? Yeah. Oh, 
Um, Disney Magic Moments Disney Family Game Night Series returns with a special edition celebrating the anniversary of Walt Disney World. Uh, tomorrow, October 1st, is the 49th anniversary of the Walt Disney World Resort. Uh, so at 7 p.m. on Friday, uh, you can create magical memories and have some Disney fun by participating in live gameplay during the Walt Disney World Resort edition of Disney Family Game Night. It will feature trivia, puzzles, guessing games, and more. Uh, Alfonso Ribeiro from uh, ABC's AFV, which used to be known as America's Funniest Videos, uh, will be the special guest host of the edition's bonus round. Um, so you can go out to Disney Parks blog. They have a Disney Family Game Night uh, story, and you can print out all of your answer pages that you will need to take place uh, to take part with the trivia contest. Cute. Yeah. It's nice that they have those so you can fill in your answers. Um, Josh Demaro, who is the chairman of Disney Parks, made an announcement today, um, so Tuesday, that they are letting go 28,000 cast members from domestic parks. Yeah, not a uh, good day in Disney history, uh, but Josh Demaro said they've made the difficult decision to reduce the workforce at all levels. Uh, up to today, Disney has been keeping non-working cast members on furlough and continued to pay their health benefits. Um, about 67,000 of the cast members affected by today's announcement are part-time cast members. Wait, how many? Uh, 67%. Oh, 67%. I thought you said 67,000. No, 67%. Okay. Um, and he did state that the situation has been exacerbated in California by the state's unwillingness to lift restrictions. Mm -hmm. So they, they kind of, uh, this is kind of like lighting the dog, uh, a bag of dog poop and throwing it on somebody's porch, which is essentially what they've just done to Governor Newsom. Yeah, and, well, he uh, deserves it. Um, so we have another story way further down here. It's actually our last story, but I'm bringing it forward. Um, that SeaWorld is actually hiring some new employees. They are. So that sort of ties into me with this 28,000 cast members from Disney being let go. They were paying their benefits. Right. And that's expensive for people that you don't, that you can't use yet. Right. So that doesn't mean, in my opinion, that those 28,000 people are never going to work for Disney again. It Correct. just means Disney cannot keep paying for people that they are not actually using. Right. You know, keeping them on the books is it just got to be draining um, any funds that they have. So I think that that's exactly what's going to happen. The same thing that happened at SeaWorld because SeaWorld had a, a bunch of layoffs. Yeah. I think the same thing that happened there um, is what's going to happen with Disney. They had to let these people go and then they will um, bring some of them back on as things, uh, as Disneyland opens up and as things get moving a little bit with um, Disney World. So. Well, you would hope that's what happens. I think it will. And this does affect, uh, you, you know, I, I think the latest thing I saw, we, we know that the Disney, uh, the orchestra, the Grand Floridian Orchestra had, had been disbanded. Uh, I read today on his Facebook page that Yeehaw Bob, who plays over at uh, Port Orleans uh, Riverside, uh, he's an entertainer in their uh, lounge area there who does shows on the weekends. Very well known. It's a big draw. Yeah, he's he's been there for, I think, 23 years. Mm -hmm. And he announced on his Facebook page today that he will not be coming back. Because he was not because asked to come back. Because he was not asked to come back, correct. Yeah. Because he was furloughed. Um, or laid off, I guess. Well, he's working now. Is he working? Yes, he's working now. So he wasn't furloughed. They basically let him go. And that's what's not okay. I understand letting 28,000 cast members go, people who are furloughed. I understand letting people who are furloughed right now go just because you can't afford to pay their health, health benefits. But to let somebody like Yeehaw Bob go, it, it doesn't make any sense. Those are the people that maybe you furlough. 
you know, right. and you can bring them, you bring them back. But to like completely let them go, you're not, you, they're never going to bring, they're not going to rehire them when you let talent go like that. Right. I don't think that they bring them back. It's, it's different than, you know, the guy who serves the popcorn. Right. Anyway. You know what I picture all of this uh, happening is that they've let everyone go at uh, Disneyland and it's just Bob Chapek. And he meets you at the turnstile and he takes your ticket. And then, some popcorn and then and he runs ahead of you and he throws on the popcorn apron <laughs> and he serves you popcorn. And then he runs ahead of you and he goes to the Jungle Cruise and he lets you on. And then he's also your skipper and then he loads you off the boat. And, you know, essentially it's like him and two other guys running the park. Well, if Governor Newsom just snaps his fingers and instantly decides that, yep, you can open. Right. That, that might be pretty close to the truth. Right. Um, so speaking of uh, Governor Newsom, who everyone hates right now, um, 19 California state legislators signed a letter asking Newsom to release the theme park guidelines that everyone has been waiting so long for. Yep. And uh, you've just pretty much summed up the entire story. All right. Um, you yeah. know, they're they're talking about how these parks voluntarily shut down six months ago. Indoor facilities are already operating safely at reduced capacities. Um, all of these parks are predominantly outdoors, so there's no reason why they can't open with similar health and safety protocols. Um, you know, I, I was replying to somebody on Facebook today and I said, you know, they, they called out Governor Newsom and somebody said, well, you know, you need to cut him some slack because the state's in the midst of all these fires and, you know, stuff that's never been going on before. And, I said, you know, you're right to a certain point, but they said that they would have guidelines to all of the theme parks after July 4th. That was well before any fires had started. Yeah. That was in the middle of, you know, the, the height of the pandemic. And here we are. It's almost three months after July 4th, and they have not yet issued any type of guidance. And I don't think that's just a matter of people being lazy. It's not like, you know, hey, I asked you for that report, you know, a week ago. How come you haven't gotten it to me? You know, this is not like typical office. Um, oh, I didn't get to it. Procrastination. Right. They've had these things ready. They are oh, yeah. ready. They are written. They just won't release them. Yep. And it doesn't take anything. I don't care what kind of fires are going on. It doesn't take anything to be like, all right, you guys have that stuff we put together. Let's let's do it. It's right. time. And I, I think the tough thing is every time they talk to Governor Newsom and he's asked about it and, you know, they have a press conference about, uh, you know, left-handers day being celebrated. And then the question always comes up, well, what about reopening the theme parks? Yep. And he continues to say, we're close. <laughs> Well, we're close. Well, you were close three months ago. So right. close now. I mean, you know, if close means three months, then we've got forever still to go, don't we? Exactly. Um, the Services Trade Council Union had some comments about Disney's layoffs. Yeah, the Services Trade Council um, affects, uh, actually represents uh, 43,000 cast members at Walt Disney World uh, through six unions. Uh, they are obviously disappointed to learn that Disney has made this decision to lay folks off, uh, but they have begun negotiating uh, negotiations with the company about this news and the impact to union members. Of course, they want to know how long health insurances and recall rights will continue, as well as other issues crucial to cast members. So, um, you know, the unions are on top of it. Obviously, they're looking out for the best interests of their members. Yep, that's good. Um, and then the Secretary of the California Health and Services had some comments also. That's right. Dr. Mark Galley, the Secretary of California Health and Human Services, uh, when asked about um, parks reopening, said they're not quite, they're not open quite yet, but we're getting very close. <laughs> oh, so now we're not just close, now we're very, we're very close. close. That's right. 
Um, he said, we're working hard to get that out in a responsible way, that these are the guidelines, as soon as possible so planning can be done by both the counties that are homes to the theme parks as well as the operators of these theme parks. Yeah, they're just all jerks. Right. Um, we talked yesterday, or last show, sorry, about the Kringla Bakery that is opening in Epcot. Very exciting. Uh, but it turns out it's only open on Saturdays and Sundays. That's right. It's only on weekends. So they better be still sell- selling school bread at the kiosks. Well, all's the all's that said is that guests can visit snack bu- snack carts, Starbucks, or Joffrey's for pastries. Okay. Yeah, so they'll have them at the, the carts. Did you know that Joffrey's is the official coffee supplier of Walt Disney World? Yes. And that after they made that announcement, they invited Starbucks to put locations in their parks? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, Joffrey's is what's served... If you just get regular brewed coffee at any of the the um, restaurants, I don't. It's I don't think it's what's. I think Nescafe is what's served in like the. That's food what Joffrey's courts. replaced. Everything is Joffrey's. Is it even yeah. in the food courts now? Uh, that's good because Nescafe was crap. Um, but also in the rooms. So if every coffee, every every room has a coffee maker. Every coffee maker comes with some pods for making coffee, and those are Joffrey's also. Gotcha. So they are getting plenty of uh, plenty of their money. They do have kiosks also where they sell, you know, hot coffee and lattes and, um, you know, like frappuccino style things. Uh, but, you know, most people still prefer Starbucks. So there's always a few. All right. What's next here? Um, oh, here we go. In Hollywood Studios, Savvy's Workshop has added some time slots after park closure. That's right. People who, who track this type of stuff. I uh, have noticed that reservations at 7.05 and 7.25 are available almost every day through October and beyond. Uh, Disney Hollywood Studios currently closes at 7 p.m. Uh, so one of two things is going to happen. Either they're going to be moving their hours to 8 p.m. Uh, 8 p.m. closing right. uh, very soon. Or they're going to do like restaurants do and have people come in uh, as the park is closing or slightly after closure to you know, build their lightsabers and then exit an empty park. That's tricky, though, because that's not what restaurants do. What they'll do in the parks is give reservations up until, like, five minutes before park closing. So, I mean, if you have um, a reservation, if, if the Magic Kingdom closes at 7 and you have a, you can have a 6.55 BR guest reservation, you're not going to be out of the park by 7 o'clock when they close. Right. You know, but you can't get a 705 reservation. Right. They don't actually have reservations for after the park closing. So that's what makes this really odd. Um, I would say the two options that might be happening are either A, that they're extending the um, the hours for the whole park. But I'm also wondering, are they only are they going to extend the hours only for Galaxy's Edge? Um, maybe just straight across the board, all of Galaxy's Edge is open until 8. Or do they do something like, you know, if they're having trouble fitting in boarding groups, um, do they keep Rise of the Resistance open for, you know, more so they can fit in more boarding groups? Right. And then also you can stay in the park. So you could stay in the park if you have a boarding group that hasn't been called up yet, or you could stay in the park if you have a reservation for something. That's, I'm wondering which they're going to do. But I think it's going to be one of those two. Well, it will be interesting to see what happens. Sure will. Um, some Disney World uh, recreation cast, cast members are being recalled, and that's happening on October 3rd. That's right. So we talk about people being let go, but uh, recreation, uh, those are the folks who run um, boats, the marinas, and, yeah. the boat rentals. Yep. Uh, they do the fishing excursions. Mm-hmm. Fishing excursions are returning in October as well. Mouse boats. Mouse boats. Um, 
So boat rentals at the resorts will be reinstated with new health and safety protocols, of course. So very happy to see that segment of employees coming back. Yeah, members. so those those were a few that were furloughed and then they brought back. So that's yep. great. Uh, the Swan and Dolphin has added one more night to their Sip, Saver, and Stay promotion. That's right. So Sip, Saver, and Stay Saturdays have added a Sip, Saver, and Stay Friday on October 30th. Okay, great. Must be doing well. So that's that's good news. That is true. Um, and Disney has allowed um, guests with canceled or expired annual passes to now purchase a new one. Yeah, annual passes have not been available for purchase since this whole pandemic thing started. Yep. Uh, but now, if you were a pre-existing annual pass holder, um, uh, you've actually been able to renew your pass or cancel, but not purchase a new one. So now if you've gotten to the point where you've canceled or your pass has expired, they're actually allowing you to go through the annual pass holder line and uh, purchase a new one. They'll determine your eligibility on a case-by-case basis. Mm, let's see. We had an annual pass once, what, 15 years ago? Yeah, that, that You think they're work. letting us in? That won't work. <laughs> it's only available to annual pass holders whose passes were canceled or expired after March 16th. Oh, all right. Well, that's not yeah, that March 16th of what year? Yes. <laughs> um, that usually means, though, this is like the first step in them offering annual passes again. So I would say give it a month or two, and then annual passes will probably be available for purchase. Um, it, do people really want them, though? Because they are very restrictive right now. Mm-hmm. Because there's only so many spots available in the parks for um, guests with annual passes. It's not just one big um, pile of entrances that, you, you, that you're taking from. Um, you're, you only have so many allotments for annual passes. And then there's so many allotments for resort guests and so many allotments for uh, people staying offsite with, with purchase tickets. So the annual pass slots have filled up quickly, especially on weekends. So if you're someone that was thinking that they might want them, you know, because you like to take a lot of weekend trips or you're going down and you're taking week long trips, uh, yeah, you'll be able to get in, you know, Monday through Thursday, but you're going to have a little trouble on those other days. So who knows if people will even really want the annual passes unless something changes before them. Um, some painting has begun on the Toll Plaza at the Magic Kingdom, and it's looking very nice. That's right. We mentioned the Toll Plaza would be being uh, refurbished over the next eight weeks. And the first section uh, to the far left of the Toll Plaza uh, looks like it has been repainted. They are going with a dark royal blue. Yes, royal I would blue say royal blue. Theme, um, which replaces the light Almost a teal, a little. No, it's a very light blue, light tealish blue. Yeah. Uh, and gold. It looks like some of the gold is staying, but yeah, not all gold. of it. Well, what's not staying? What's the, uh, the little staying? right above the letters. Oh, yeah, yeah. But uh, it looks nice. It does look nice. It looks nice and fresh. Yes. The D23 Expo has been delayed until 2020. I don't yeah. know if that's just because they don't you can't get people together or whether they just have nothing to talk about other than the fact that they oh, just I'm, let people go. I'm sure they have plenty to talk about. This uh, event is only every other year. Yeah. And uh, it was expected to be scheduled in 2021 because the last one was in 2019. Right. But they have decided to hold it, hold off until September of 2022 at the Anaheim Convention Center. But what do they usually talk about? What What's the big draw? All the new rides. Right. All the new attractions. Right. 
Do you um, think there's going to be new rides and attractions anytime soon? No, but they are stating that uh, this expo will give fans their first looks at look at plans for the Walt Disney Company's 100th anniversary. Oh, who even cares? There was supposed to be all this stuff for what the 50th uh, 50th anniversary, anniversary of Walt of, Disney World. Yeah, and it's all in the toilet. So what do I want to hear about the 100th anniversary? Do you remember the old days when when these celebrations, these year long celebrations, Went for used two to years. last like 15 to? <laughs> I don't know, 17 months. That stupid cake on the castle. We celebrated Walt's birthday from 2001 to 2004, I think. Yeah. The year of a million dreams that went on for 16 months. Yep. It wasn't a year of a million dreams. It was two years of... Mediocre dreams. (laughs) All right. Um, In movie news, James Cameron has announced that filming for the second Avatar movie has completed. That's right. It is 100% done. Uh, That is expected to be released in theaters in December of 2022, which was a year later than originally planned. Those schedules all got pushed back a couple weeks ago. Um, He also announced that principal photography on Avatar 3 is about 95% complete, and that is due out in 2024. Um, He is shooting parts 2, 3, and 4 all together. Um, That way it keeps all the actors and you know, he's able to do all the post-production after, you know, the big thing with these movies is the special effects. Right. And as the special effects uh, get better, you can always add that and change that part. Right. But you can always just get the, the regular filming of the people done early. Exactly. Cool. Um, and then director Barry Jenkins is said to be directing a sequel to the 2019 live action Lion King. Yep. There is no word on when production will begin, no release date, no information on cast, but I would assume that they would bring back a lot of the voice cast from the 2019 version of the Lion King. Uh, once again, this will be done in the photorealistic, uh, technology that, uh, John Favreau did for the first film. Was that a big hit? Because I thought it was semi-terrible. I, yeah, it was. It made money. Was it a hit? I, I don't know. I don't know what the critic scores were. I mean, enough to make a second one. I guess. Ugh. Um, you have a update on Disney Plus. That's right. Disney Plus users in the USA are now able to simultaneously watch a series or film with friends in different places with the group watch feature. In the U.S. is that in what you said? In the U.S. Ooh. Uh, you hit the. Is it group- ready yet? It's, uh, it's, yeah, it's live. You can hit the group watch icon on whatever title you want to watch and then invite other Disney Plus users to join. Once the other users have accepted, you can start watching the series or film. Any of the watch, the group watch viewers are then able to pause the film as needed. Uh, right now, there is no messaging service attached to the group watch, but viewers can send six different reaction emojis uh, like funny, sad, angry, scared, or surprised. That's very exciting. I've been waiting for this. I'm happy. Oh, emojis. So I I said emojis like funny, sad, but it's the following emojis are like, funny, sad, angry, scared, or surprised. So those are all six emojis. Very good. Thank you. Yes. I was worried. Um, So this is only available in the USA, but it will be rolled out to Europe in the fall. Good for Europe. Users who are across countries will be able to watch programs together if the title is available in both countries. Neat. Yeah. All right, in Disneyland Paris, they have added stand a standby pass for a virtual queue. That's right. Using the Disneyland Paris app, they have a new standby pass system that minimizes physical wait times. Uh, it's very similar to Disney World's Fast Pass system, um, but you log into the app, get a standby pass, and choose the attraction in return time. One guest reserves a standby pass for the entire party. You then have a designated 30-minute window to return to the attraction. 
Once there, you have to show the QR code stored in your standby pass wallet. Ooh, what's it time for? Time to pick up our daughter. Oh, well, you better go. And they will then stand in the queue for the posted wait time. All right. Yeah, so this will this will roll out on October 6th with Crush's Coaster and then roll out to Dumbo, Peter Pan, Big Thunder Mountain, Star Wars Hyperspace Mountain, Autopia, Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, and Ratatouille the Adventure. This reminds me a lot of Disneyland's Max Pass. Kind of, yes. You had to pay for that, but it was very similar. Yes. Um, and then uh, Hollow Scream at Bush Gardens, uh, something about knowing what you need to do before you go? Yeah, just Hallow Scream returned on September 25th to Bush Gardens. Uh, this is their Halloween event. They have 10 scare zones. Um, you know, once again, reminding all guests that they have to wear face masks. Uh, but they do have 335 acres at Bush Garden. That's a lot of open air. Uh, they also, they make it creepy, but they use natural barriers to keep their guests safe. Um, scare actors are keeping their distance this year. And they have creatively themed face mask blending with their costumes. So they have found a way to make this work uh, for them in the times of the pandemic. Cool. Yeah. Um, and then Gatorland, they have expanded their Halloween event that's going to be returning October 10th. Who knew that Gatorland had a Halloween event? Um, but they have a uh, an event called Gators, Ghosts, and Goblins. It is beginning October 10th and will run on weekends throughout November 1st. Uh, this year they are adding... A, a new character called the social distancing skunk ape to help people uh, to help people keep their distance from each other. Oh, I like it. Uh, they also have a trick-or-treat trail that is open from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. They have meet and greets with costume characters, a spooky train ride, Frank and Stein's Oktoberfest, which features an undead polka band. Uh, costumes are okay for kids and adults as long as the looks aren't gory or scary because Bubba and Cooter are easily spooked. <laughs> um, the Halloween festivities are included in the cost of regular admission. Face coverings are required to enter the attraction, which has operated on South Orange Blossom Trail since 1949. Awesome, and it's a lot of fun. Yes. Um, and then our last story, the Universal Velocicoaster. There's some details about it. We heard it was opening, but now there's details. Yeah, so they have put out uh, a video of uh, a computer-generated ride-through, uh, but they also announced some of the numbers that it will go up to 70 miles an hour. Uh, Chris Pratt and other stars from the movie will take place in the ride. Uh, there is a 360-degree barrel roll that brings the riders just inches above the lagoon from Islands of Adventure. Um, there are 12 rows, two passengers across. The ride will go as high as 155 feet. It is 4,700 feet of track. There are two launches, including one that hits 70 miles an hour in 2.4 seconds. Uh, there is a zero-gravity inverted stall, which goes down 100 feet of track. Uh, the airtime count is 12 seconds. Uh, so this will be longer uh, than the Incredible Hulk coaster, uh, taller than the Incredible Hulk coaster, and faster than the Incredible Hulk coaster. All right. And this will be their first new roller coaster since Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventures opened last year. Very good. And that's the news. All right. All right. So until Friday, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast.